Welcome to Thought Provoking Tuesdays with SD. Man, thank you for joining me. Thank you uh, for spending some time with me. Man, people could be doing anything on a Tuesday night, but you decided to spend some time with me, and I'm appreciative. Now, I'm sure you've noticed that I have revamped uh, the Tuesday nights, and so uh, it used to be uh, Phoenix Rising and myself, right? Phoenix Rising visits SD, and then we changed it to uh, the, the, the Mastery Workshop, Phoenix Rising and SD. Well, we decided not to uh, continue that session together, uh, and, and that's cool. That's fine. But hey, man, we got to keep it pushing. Life goes on. It's a bunch of stuff to do, you know. So my mission and your mission is not dependent upon someone else's uh, life or what they got going on or don't got going on. Man, you still got the mission. You still got the purpose. You still got to do what you got to do, man. And so, hey, man, we're going to keep it pushing. We're going to keep it going. But, you know, that that segues into something that I, I didn't plan on talking about, but I want to talk about. And that's being able to make adjustments in life. You know, uh, man, that's one of the reasons I love boxing so much. And that's one of the reasons I love sports in general so much. Because you get to see how people react under pressure. And and I look at things from a technical uh, viewpoint. You know, I do like the razzle and dazzle, you know. Uh, but I like the technical side of life and the technical side of boxing and, and sports in general. And so, uh, you know, that's why I'm a big supporter of uh, Floyd Mayweather, man, inside the ring. And, and so, you know, I've been watching boxing for a while. And I've never seen a boxer make in-fight, in the middle of the fight adjustments like Floyd Mayweather. And that just goes to show you his intelligence, his IQ inside the ring, his ring generalship, uh, yeah, his mastery inside the ring, his emotional intelligence. Man, I saw one time he was uh, fighting Zab Judah, and Zab was getting, you know, getting the, the 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 worst end of the fight at some point, and so he hit Floyd with a low blow, hit him in the midst, uh I want to say the midsection, the private parts. And uh, Floyd's uncle uh, jumped inside the ring, you know, uh, rest in peace. He jumped inside the ring. His trainer jumped inside the ring. A bunch of people jumped inside the ring from his side and Zab Judah's side. And Zab, who is the guy boxing Floyd, starts to fight uh, his uncle, you know, and... Uh, and it was a, just a big, you know, huge mayhem. The whole time, Floyd backed up into the corner, calm, and just waited till things settled down. And this is in the middle of the fight. Everybody's going at it. Man, that's emotional intelligence. I've seen Floyd losing fights, make adjustments, come out on top. Of course, you know, he's undefeated. But, man, that's why I like boxing so much, man, because it's comparable to life. And, and so, uh, man, you got to be able to make adjustments. You know, Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. And man, that's so true. Everybody has a plan of what they're going to do, how things are going to turn out, uh, you know, what they're going to, their steps. Everybody has a plan. 
until it doesn't go right. And how well do you adjust to that? It's going to show your maturity and your emotional intelligence. It's going to depict or 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 kind of give you an idea how far you're going to go in life, how well you adjust to life. And so, man, you got to be able to make in-game adjustments, man. I've seen coaches on a professional level get a lot of praise because they have a lot of W's and very little L's. But then when things don't go right, when a player gets hurt or a player is not performing at top peak, they're lost. I like coaches who can adjust in the middle of the game and come out with that W, man. That, that just shows a lot about a person. It shows a lot about a person in their profession and in life, man. You got to be able to move and groove, go with the flow, and, and adapt, adjust, and, and keep it moving, man. Keep it moving, man, because you still got the mission. You still got the purpose, regardless of what happens. And so, uh, yeah, man, that's – yeah, I didn't plan on saying that, but I think that needs to be stated, man. Uh I salute everybody out there know how to adjust uh, to the to the roadblocks that life brings, man. No doubt. Now, the first topic. Again, thank everybody for joining in. Hey, I got my wife in here. She said, I'm proud of you. Thank you, baby. I got the homegirl, Victoria Chestnut, in here. Let me tell y'all. Y'all need to check out uh, their live on AG. Victoria Man, I can't remember the other brother's name. You know, I don't, I don't deal with him. I don't, I don't deal with him. I don't know him. So I know Victoria. I know her husband, but I don't know the other gentleman she does the live with. Can you, can you put that in there, Victoria? But on Wednesdays, I believe they still do it on Wednesdays. I missed a couple of episodes. Man, they got a phenomenal IG live session. I mean, uh, they can talk about anything. I mean, anything. I learned a lot too. Uh, the, the, the two sessions I saw. I learned a lot. So salute to Victoria and the other gentleman's name. I, I, I do not know his name. Abdul Foster. Okay. Abdul Foster, man. Salute to that brother. That brother's a, a bright brother. Victoria's bright. Um, not, not to <laughs> come down on the women, but a lot of times what I found, what I found personally, a lot of women can't not think objectively or or struggle to i'm gonna say can't struggle to or refuse to you know victoria can think objectively sit back look at it from a 360 view and so you know i can i can view i can view her her content no doubt man the first topic this is the next live is may 18th at 8 p.m central standard time would love to have you hop in if you'd like to speak oh no doubt no doubt yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I do, Victoria. That's what y'all do, you know. <laughs> that's how we met on Souls on Souls Live. So uh yeah, that's what I do. That's what I'm here for. So no doubt I jump in that. I, I got a lot of respect for that platform, what y'all do, y'all perspectives, uh, a lot of respect for you and Abdul. So no doubt I'll jump in that. No doubt. Man, the first topic, this might seem a little off, is uh the rapper young thug was uh indicted he gets charged with the rico act yeah that's uh that's organized crime and and i don't want to focus on young thug so much um i just want to focus on something broader for a few minutes and that's man the gang culture 
but I even think it's bigger than the gang culture. Uh, man, I did some little, little research on Young Thug, man. Every I've never purchased a whole album. I've listened to some songs that I've heard. I think the brother's talented. You know, when he first came out, you know, Yaya didn't like him. And so I was like, no, nah, this brother's talented. I say it's different, but this brother has some melody. His melody is different. But I'm telling you, this brother's talented. And before you knew it, you know, he, he just blew up. Uh, but I, I can't lie, I've never bought a, a whole album or listened to a whole album. But anything I've heard on the radio or something, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed. Uh, but this gang culture, man, he, uh, he gets indicted with 26 others for being in organized crime. A uh, lot of accusations about uh, killings, robberies, attempted murders. And things like that. But, you know, I did a little research on him. And I'm like, man, this brother is 30 years old. 30 years old. I believe he's either one of or the baby of like 16 to 18 children. Yeah, his mother and father. Uh, Yeah, I think they had 16 to 18 children. Somebody can correct me on that. It's up there. The number's up there. Uh, come from humble beginnings. He he skyrockets into mainstream artistry, mainstream uh, uh, music, known around the world. This brother's thirty years old. He's done all this before thirty years old, and you know, I did some research, and the brother's worth. Eight million dollars. And I'm like, man, what would what what would um influence or make a brother still be attached to street life after all the money, all the fame? I'm sure he's been around the world, he's seen different cultures, he's got to experience things people a lot of people never get to experience. Uh Eating good, eat the finest of foods, you know. I don't know if he drinks us, you know. He says he smokes. He smokes the finest of cannabis, you know, the finest of liquors. Everything is top-notch, top-end, right, everything. And what would provoke a brother to still be attached to the street life and be involved in gang activity? And, man, me and the brothers uh, in the power circle were talking yesterday, not about Young Thug, but because this just happened, but... We were talking about uh, seeking the kingdom first before any material things. Seek the kingdom and then seek righteousness. Man, you can acquire a bunch of things, but if your character isn't right, if your mindset isn't right, if you hadn't reached a certain level of consciousness, it'll all come crashing down. And I know a lot of people are like, man, I'm willing to take that chance. I got to get it right now. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> they talking about giving this brother with those charges that carry life. Life. Out of 26 people who were indicted, somebody's going to tell. Man, is it all worth it? Is it all worth it, man, to gain the world and lose your soul? 
man, we got to work on our soul. We got to work on our foundation first. We got to work on our consciousness and our heart, our intentions. Those are the two things, man. Our mindset, and then we got to reach a certain level of consciousness, the kingdom. That's the kingdom. And then we got to make sure we have pure intentions. And then everything else will come. Uh, the, the material things can come without that being in order. But I'm telling you, man, it's going to crash and everything is going to come out to the open. Man, you got to work on yourself before you acquire these things, man. Let, let's get them in proper order. Let's set the foundation right before we start building, before we start acquiring things. Because, man, it's going to come to the light. We will be exposed. Man, it could be, uh, it, we could come crashing, man. We could lose everything. Uh, our name, we can lose, you know, respect, honor. This brother, he, he's he's potentially could lose his freedom, potentially. And I never, well, I rarely talk about or focus on black people, you know, because I think there's so many other things we could focus on than, than skin color. But man, I'm in the so-called black race, so I, I really want to touch on this for a split second because materialistically, I think we're, we're doing better across the board uh, than ever before. Uh, man, you, you take uh, the poorest kid, the poorest black kid you may know. Man, I guarantee uh, more than likely, they got on some nice shoes. But there was a time that the poorest black kid didn't even have shoes. But, you know, so today, poor ain't the same poor as it was, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. You know, what we consider poor today is it, totally different, you know, um, like I said, you can take the poorest kid you may know. Man, he got some decent shoes. May have decent clothes on. Man, he may even be able to go to the dentist and get uh, checked by the doctor. And this is the poorest kid you know. So, you know, it's not the same poor as, you know, several decades ago. But what we're poor in right now, man, is consciousness. We're poor in spirit. Uh, we're poor in faith. We're poor in character. Man, nobody, uh, I'm going to say nobody. I don't see a great push in having high character, uh, morale, uh, uh, morals. I don't see a great push in that. Everybody wants to get the bag. You know, everybody wants to get the bag, and the foundation is fragile. And so people are getting the bag. I don't think there was an easier time in, in, in American history to get the bag. Man, you can actually sit at home and get the bag. You don't even have to leave your house and get the bag. There's never been a time in history like this, man. You you can you can have a fourth grade education and still get the bag. You know, there's nothing like the US, nothing like the US, man, to get the bag. But man, our foundation is weak. You know, uh, we're building on a fragile foundation, no character no morals, uh, no principles, and it's killing us, man. It's killing us. And the thing is, man, you got kids that's looking up to these other guys, 
He's looking up to these other guys and they're following suit. They're OG. You know, they're OG. I don't have an OG. I don't go by. I have elders. I have mentors. But what we're going to bring it down to that level. Their OG is 30 years old, 25 years old. That's who they look at. Man, I had to, I had an awakening <laughs> or, or I had to hit reality recently. Brothers start calling me unk or, or, or some call me OG and, uh, some dude called me big bro. I was like, damn, man, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting older, you know? Uh, yeah, it's just seemed like yesterday I was 30, but like, damn, I'm, I'm getting older and, uh, I'm unk. Like, damn, I am unk. But a lot of brothers not even making it to this life, you know, uh, because the foundation is weak. So, man, we, we got to get back to that. And it's going to take all of us. It's going to take women. It's going to take the men. Uh, we can't depend on the government. Forget that, man. Do not depend on the government. Everybody got to be accountable. Everybody got to take ownership and, and responsibility to doing what they have to do to uh to, to to rebuild the family my brother gets some text or sees says the families are broken these days no doubt man no doubt and, and listen man i come from uh, i guess a broken family brother i come from I, I didn't grow up with a father you know uh but i did have i would say mentors we didn't call them mentors back then but i was raised in a church i had deacons my my oldest brother is uh eight years older than me and he had men in his life coaches deacons things like that but that's lost you know uh that's that's lost man and yeah man so we we gotta we gotta get the fathers or men presence the male presence back in the community and uh man it seems like the more freedom we get the more undisciplined we are and I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, Victoria can attest uh, to this. I know she's a workout guru along with her husband. And I think Abdul is uh, one of the workout gurus too. The more discipline you, you bring into your life, the more freedom you have and the longer life you, you'll live and you'll live a more fruitful life, the more disciplined you are. The more disciplined you are in your workout, you know, uh, brings more freedom, brings more opportunity. But the more, we'll say, liberal uh, you are, the more, you know, undisciplined you are in your life. <laughs> it limits you, limits, it limits your capabilities. You'll have a shorter life. You won't be as happy. I'm happiest when I enact more discipline in my life, in my diet. And what I watch, what I hear, it seems like more is drawn to me. But now, man, nobody wants to practice discipline. Man, it's, it's just free fall. And, man, we're paying for it. We're paying for it. Think about it, man. You never would have heard anything like this. Like, this guy is a multimillionaire. Think about this, man. And, and I hate to say the black thing, the white thing. Because sometimes it's not black and white. It's more culture. You know, it's a culture thing a lot of times. So you got the white guys and Hispanic guys that's in a certain culture that can follow for this too. And so uh, it's not always a black and white thing. 
But in this particular case, man, I I haven't heard of, of a white guy or, or a Hispanic guy or Asian guy potentially potentially getting life in the pen for gang activity. And I never understood the gang thing. I did, but I didn't. I grew up around it. They went to my school. I got partners, friends who are gang-related, uh, gang-initiated. I never got involved, but we were cool because we went to school together. We grew up in the same neighborhood, or we played on the same teams. And so we were cool. I just never, it never appealed to me. Um, I'll be totally transparent with you. I was a player. I have a player mentality. And and it's not always about playing women. Uh, I don't play women, so I'm a married man. But I still have a player's mentality, a way I deal with life, the way I deal with people. Uh, it's not about aggression and force. You know, it's just uh, it's the way I go through life with the, with the player's mentality, with a gentleman's mentality. That's the way I go through life. And so um, that's kept me out of a lot of trouble. You know, but when you have that gangster persona, that gangster energy, man, you get into a lot of trouble. And, and, and hey, by all means, I understand. Sometimes you got to go gangster sometimes. I, I get it. You, you got to go there, man. Brothers, we got to go there sometimes. But that should be far and beyond, you know, very few times should you have to go there if you surround yourself in the right environment very few times. But sometimes you got to go there. It, it, you know, it just that's just the way of the world. But yeah, man, we we gotta we gotta vibrate on a higher level, and and I, I think the whole gang thing, man, is a lack of uh, masculinity in the community, a lack of leadership from fathers and males, and so they're searching for that, man. And so when you have that, we 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 uh, and I say we, the males, not all of us, but male in general, we uh starting to heighten the bravado, you know, heighten the ego because we're missing something. And, and uh, yeah, man, we got to we gotta really turn that or we're headed for, for destruction, man. It's going to look, it's going to get real bad, I promise you. And so, yeah, that, that segues into the youth. But youth, wealth, principles, character, man, we, we, we covered that, man, and, and hopelessness. Hopelessness is a is a fast selling product. You know, people are making a lot of money off of hopelessness. Uh, you got people who have degrees or who have master degrees, doctor degrees, and they're hopeless, and they feel like they don't have a chance or really an opportunity to reach the height they really want to reach because they're black. Man, listen. I bump heads with people about this all the time. I've never thought that way. And I don't have a degree. Never been to college. But I've never thought that way. Um, I don't know why. I've never thought that way. I always thought I'm going to win. Even as a child, I don't know really where I got that from. Um, I don't know. I've never been hopeless. And maybe, hey man, maybe I was even delusional. <laughs> Maybe the cards were stacked against me, and I didn't even realize it. I was so delusional, and sometimes being delusional can be a blessing, I guess you know. But I never thought I wasn't ever gonna win. I, I never felt that way, and 
I never, I, I don't know, man. And, and I'm telling you, even my mom felt that way. She she even said one time, I've stated this before, that sometimes you can do all you can do and work and and, and uh, try your, your best and never get what you want to get. And, man, I just let that go through one year and not the other. I just, I don't know, man. I just have uh, extreme confidence in myself. And, uh, you know, I know that could come off as arrogant sometimes. And that's cool, you know. Uh, you really got the, and I can be arrogant. I've been called a narcissist. Uh, I can be, uh, but uh, being a narcissist is not arbitrarily bad, you know. Uh, a narcissist will also not listen when you say they can't do something or something's impossible. They won't listen, and they'll still do it. So that could be a good thing. So, you know, uh, it's all about context. But I've always had extreme confidence in myself, um, always. And so I think that's what we're lacking a lot of times is the self-confidence and, and knowing who we are, why we're here, and what we're supposed to be doing. Man, we really got to instill that in brothers. And I've heard before the women can can uh comment on this but i think it goes back to the home of course but i've heard before and i've seen it in, in dating women uh they say a woman gets her confidence from her father you know i've heard that several times and then i, I looked and, and reflected on women i've dated the ones that have fathers, involved fathers, great fathers, or decent, the ones who didn't. And I got to admit, the ones who uh, didn't have fathers in their life did lack confidence. They did lack some confidence. And actually, man, in, in that underground world, uh, a certain type of character targets a woman without a father. You know, that's a reason for that because she doesn't have the, the confidence and the foundation she needs to have to, to know her worth. So I could believe that, that a woman gets her confidence from a father. Uh, now, having said that, we got a lot of women raising kids on their own. So if you got a woman who doesn't have the confidence she should have because she grew up without a father, but she has kids, and she's raising these kids without a father because there's a cycle. Damn, the kids don't have confidence. And we just continue the cycle. You know, um, but, you know, I would say on the flip side, a father can definitely instill confidence in a man. I, I get that. But I think a, a woman really can too. I'm telling you, I think a woman can too. And I say that because... Man, when I was growing up, light-skinned guys was the thing. I don't think it's a big thing now. Or maybe stuff just goes over my head. I, I don't know. But light-skinned guys were the thing, man. I'll be sure. DeBarge, Mike, you know, later on Mike, uh, Prince. Man, we go on and on, man. Light-skinned guys were the thing. But I remember uh, hearing my mom say, she never told me directly, just hearing her say, that she loves a dark-skinned man. I remember her saying that. And so 
uh, there were some brothers that grew up in my time that felt a certain way about being rejected by women because they were dark. I never, I never had that that complex, man. Never had that complex, uh, and I think is uh, a result of my mom hearing this stuff subconsciously. It, it's sticking to me. I think it's a result of my mom. I never felt the way, but a lot of brothers felt the way. I know a lot of sisters felt the way, but a lot of brothers felt the way about that, and I never felt the way, uh, even if I was rejected. I never attributed it to my complexion. I'm telling you, man, sometimes I guess I'm delusional and stuff just goes over my head. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I just, I, I never felt the way about that. So uh, they say, uh, uh, what, what they say, uh, ignorance is, is bliss. I think that's the saying. But uh, yeah, I never felt the way. But I think I got my confidence in that regard from my mom. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, we got to get back to that man instilling self-esteem, self-worth, uh, that foundation. We got to lay down that foundation, seek the kingdom, high consciousness, higher consciousness, and then have pure intentions, have a pure heart about what we're going to do with that knowledge. And then, man, everything else will come, man. I'm telling you, everything else will attract and draw everything else to us, man. I know this for a fact. I'm telling you, I know it's for a fact. And have I done everything right in my life? Hell no. Hell no. But when I've done it the right way, I've attracted everything and it's lasted longer. It's lasted longer, man. Anything I got the wrong way, I don't even have. Man, I came and went. I don't even have it, man. But uh, yeah, man, we got to get back to that. We got to, man. Hey, I'm going to put the link in here. And... uh. We'll see. Anybody want to join? Just come on in. You want to join? Yeah, man. Don't don't be shy. Now, tips to building a man. Tips to building a man. Ideally, man, we want that family structure, brothers, uh, sisters. We want that family structure. Uh, but, you know, something I never understood is, uh, yeah, yeah, you may want to come in on this. Something I never understood growing up when I seen in other families and even my family, I never understood how we were so, how parents were so controlling over kids. Uh, you're, you're to be spoken to and not speak. Uh, you don't have an opinion. Uh, you are to follow, do as I say. But then you send them off to school. You send them into the neighborhood and you say, don't be a follower. And then you cut them off at 18, you send them to the real world now, and you say lead, when that's not, that they haven't seen that. I never understood that. Like, kids will mirror what they see. They'll do that quicker than what they hear. They'll subconsciously mirror what they see. And so when I start having kids, I said, man, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to raise you know, leaders, 
I'm going to show them how to lead. And, you know, one thing I did, I always allowed my kids to voice their opinion. Always, man. Now, you got to do it in a respectful way. But if you can represent yourself at six, seven, eight, 10, 11, whatever, 13 years old to me, your father, man, you can go out into the world and represent yourself properly. You can defend yourself properly. You can defend your argument, your opinion. You know how to say, no, I don't want to be treated like that. No, I don't want to do that. You know, you, you know how to stand for yourself. You have that testicular fortitude. And so what I implemented at an early age, my kid's life, man, uh, have family meetings. And when me and Yaya got together, you know, she wasn't used to that. So when we really got together, got married, that's something I implemented. You know, I said, yeah, I, I let my kids. And so we're bringing two families together, really. Her kids, my kids. And I said, you know, I allow my kids to voice their opinion. You know, of course, in a respectful way. My kids are respectful, but I let them voice their opinion. And I, I explain why. I explain how we were raised, even how she was raised. I don't know if this is just a... Uh, I think it's more so in the black community because we would look at other communities and be like, damn, they get to talk like that to their parents. Now, some of that was disrespectful too, but I allowed my kids, I told her I allowed my kids to voice their opinion. And I gave her the reason why about how we have to send them out to the world, how we have to send them out to the community and, and to school. And this is all part of building a man or building a woman. Uh, she wasn't used to that. Yeah, she wasn't used to that. And so uh, it was it was a rough start in the beginning because, you know, my kids were used to it. You know, this is just how I raised them. But, you know, uh, and I'm saying my kids and her kids for the sake of this discussion so you understand what, what I'm, uh, I'm bringing together. But her kids weren't used to it. She wasn't used to it. And, man, the first time, they got to really speak their piece and give their opinion at a, at a family meeting. Man, it was rough on her. It was rough, but it was liberating for them. It was so liberating for them. And right before your eyes, you started seeing them change and becoming stronger individuals. And the parents had changed too. They become more humble, have more humility. You know, because a lot of times as parents, man, we, we got a big ego. You know, we got a we got a big ego. We want to always be right. We don't want resistance. But we're not always right. And not saying you're going to adhere to what the child is saying, but you got to listen. You got to listen to the child. You got to let the child uh, articulate their thoughts. I mean, this is part of building leaders. But if you are not allowing your child to voice their opinion, in a civilized, respectful way, to articulate their thoughts. Uh, but you're going to send them to school, you're going to send them to, to the community and say, lead, don't be a follower. Hey, it, it ain't going to work. That don't make sense. It don't make sense. You know, I tell women all the time, you know, I counsel, uh, mentor a lot of young men. Uh, a lot of these men have, well, all of them, uh, 
have single mothers. And I tell these mothers that all the yelling, uh, all the hitting you're doing, uh, the cussing that the kid you're doing, that's that's who they're going to marry. That's who they're going to marry. You're the first example of a woman. In their mind, you are the definition of what a woman should be. But what happened, I tell them, is when they get of age and they get with a certain type of woman, which is really a reflection of you, don't complain. Don't call your son a simp. Don't call him weak. Don't wonder why he's weak behind this woman. Don't wonder why this woman beats his ass. Don't, don't, don't wonder. You got to think back. You got to take it back and ask yourself, Man, what did he see? What did he see? He married you. That's just what it is, man. And it's so true because the, actually the thing that allowed Kevin Samuels to go viral was when he had a young lady on his live and she wanted a certain type of guy, but she had a child and she wanted a certain type of guy and he asked her, would you want your son to marry you? And she said, no. Man, think about that for a minute. She has these high expectations of the type of man she wants. Basically, I think it was like a one percenter, right? But she wouldn't even want her, her son to marry her, her type. That means she knows, man, she ain't right. She knows she ain't right. If you don't want your son to marry you, you ain't right. And I see that a lot, man. We got to take it back to the foundation, back to the core, building up families, man. Real real spill. Real spill. Man, anybody want to jump in? When we hit this next topic. Now, speaking of women. Man, how can a woman, how can a woman uh, attract a man? How can a woman attract a man? Man, I'm telling you, the, the being seductive, being, being fine, uh, great sex, Man, that's, that's, that's icing on the cake. But once again, man, we got to get the foundation right. Man, what's going to attract a man, I'm telling you. Now, women, you can listen or not listen. What's going to attract a man that's really going to attract a man to have him taking you serious? I'm telling you. If a woman says, how can I help you build your kingdom? Man. He's going to take it serious. He's going to take it serious, man. How can I how how can I help you build your kingdom? She has he, she has his full attention right then. Now, if she's fine, which is subjective, everybody got their own definition of beautifying or pretty or whatever. But if she's fine, that's icing on the cake. But the foundation is right. 
now, now, brothers, if you get that, if you get that, if you get that type of woman, what you got to do is, because she has gifts and talents too, and she has a purpose, she has a mission. So how do you all bring that together? If you can find, and I think it's, 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 we're capable of doing this. If you can find a way for her to pursue her mission and, and hone and exercise her gifts and talents within your mission, man, I think, I think that is the perfect combination. The perfect combination. And what we got to do, man, we got to watch egos. You know, we got to watch egos. And so, you know, her doing her thing within your mission, she might start actually getting more light, more shine, you know, more accolades, more attention than you. But that's all right, as long as everybody keeps the egos in check. Everybody keeps the egos in check. And she doesn't forget, I'm here to be a help me. To, to help him build, but just so happened, me doing my thing within his mission, me honing my skills and exercising my skills is getting more shy. You can't be intimidated, fellas. You can't, especially, man, if she's staying humble, she's not throwing it in your face, she's not getting a big head, man, you got to respect that. You got to respect that, man. That's just, that's just the way it goes. And so, uh, yeah, man, that's the perfect combination to where you get to spend a lot of time with one another, but everybody has or feels like they have value in this world and have a purpose in this world. Yeah, man, uh, the woman wants to feel like she has a purpose in this world too, not that it's just all about you, you know, uh, but that does need to be the foundation, and then we can build off of, off of that. Uh, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, I hadn't seen it really work on a long-term basis any other way, man. Uh, and I've seen some people uh, hit some hit some really high heights. Uh, I have my two in previous relationships, but it all came crumbling down because the foundation was weak. It really was. And so, uh, you know, this time around, I said, man, this is how we have to do it. This is how I have to do it. The foundation got to be right. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is, man. It has to be right. Uh, the trust has to be there. Man, I have uh, I have, I have women hit me up, man, for, for advice. Uh, I, I mentor a couple of women. And uh, it's not an issue. It's not an issue with my marriage, with my wife. Because the understanding, the trust is there. She knows my purpose. Uh, I'm transparent. And uh, I never would have been able to do that in the past because of a lack of understanding and maturity on my part. On my part. If the man is mature and uh, he's transparent, he has good intentions, and he has a higher consciousness, the woman will adapt seamlessly. She'll adapt seamlessly or uh, or she'll 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 uh, run away. 
you know, either way, though, is good because you'll have peace of mind. If she stays and adapts and, and you know, in harmony, that's cool. But if she leaves, listen, that's cool, too, man. Like I said, the mission must go on. <laughs> the mission must go on, man, regardless of, or, of who you're attached to. Man, we got to keep it pushing. I, I truly believe that. Uh, and listen, my wife knows that, man. And, and I told her, I told her, she can attest to this. I told her a few years ago, and every time, every now and then, you got to give them a reminder, brothers. But I told her, I said, listen, don't, don't ever compete with my gift. Don't, don't ever compete with my mission, with my purpose, uh, with my calling. Don't ever compete with that because you'll lose 10 out of 10 times you'll lose now on the flip side i gotta be transparent i gotta be trustworthy you know i gotta be on the up and up man gotta be a stand-up guy you know that's the only way you get that that kind of respect uh but you know that's just what it is brothers that's what it is yeah man so we we 45 minutes in this is my first session going live solo dolo uh Tuesday sessions. Now I've gone live before during the week, but just for a few minutes, right? But this is my first Tuesday session going live solo dolo. Man, I think it went pretty well, man. Like I said, you got to adapt to change in life. You got to adapt to it and keep it moving. But uh yeah, if anybody wants to come in, man, we'll we'll bring you in. If not, man, we'll we'll uh let me see. We'll keep it moving, man. You wanna say a few words, yeah, yeah. Victoria, you wanna say words, promote your your platform. Or else we'll we'll be out. All right, y'all. Hey, man. Thank you for joining me on a Tuesday night. Thought-provoking Tuesdays with SD. Listen, man, over the next two months, you're going to see a lot of changes in the production, uh, in the studio. I'm telling you, this, this thing, man, yeah. We we got it. We got it going on, man. We got it going on. This thing gonna be on another level. All right, man. My boy, that's my boy Bex. <laughs> <laughs> what's going what's, on, brother? Hey, man. What's going on? Hey, y'all. Man, this brother here. Um, man, this is a good brother here. I give y'all a little history. I did not expect this, brother. I, man, I appreciate you joining me though. But I've been knowing this brother. Since we were in Pee Wee Little League, uh, yeah, with the Trojans, yeah, <laughs> I, play, I play basketball, so I've known them since then. I might be two years older than you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also play uh, with his brother Kip. Uh, Kip is older than me. Kip is like two years older than me, so I was on varsity with Kip. He's older than me, and Kip was one of those brothers along with South Dallas, uh, Robert Collins, that showed me a lot of love. Man, they they weren't hating on me. Kip, one of the coolest dudes, uh, one of the most fresh dressed dudes I ever known, man. That dude stay fly. <laughs> that dude stay fly, man. He just know how to put stuff together. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So, 
yeah how you doing bets i'm good i'm good man i'm i'm seeing you on here man you're looking good man good content everything man i'm very supportive you. of you brother keep going you, keep man. going i love it i love it thank you thank you brother thank you man salute to you too man uh i be seeing you man with your daughter doing her thing man you got oh, the yeah. family yeah man yeah, yeah man yeah man you're doing your thing brother it's, it's this is crazy man we were kids like too long ago it seemed like man i'm telling and you we we got we got families man so that, that's yes. wild that's yes. wild and, and and like like some of those topics man and just touched on so many things with me man i just i just want to raise those girls and and my son just to be the best that they can you know and you know i i, I put them through the sports just like you know just like how we were raised to kind of keep right. them focused but you know we have talk time you know we yeah. sit at the dinner table we eat like a traditional family man and and yeah. that's big with me you know with yeah. like that big comment i put in there i was like man the family they start with the family first you know and and um it, no doubt I, I try to put as much as i can into them just to get them ready for this world because once they released man you know yeah. Yeah, they yeah, got, they got to yeah. know how they got to know how to handle it, man. From the snakes you, to to whatever, you know. You're right, man. You're right, and, and you know I don't know how you were raised, but you know what I'm talking about in the black community. We really come voice our opinion, right? You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and so, but they push us out there to the world, yeah. And it just, yeah, man. Say lead, you're like oh, it don't yeah. work like yeah, it don't work like that, man. They don't man, work like it, that. It, and it's funny because you know i didn't even know you didn't go to school but yeah, you know yeah. it took for me to get out of the grove and get out to see like it was different you yeah. know what i mean and and when i went to college it just totally opened my eyes to some things man and and when i came home i was like whoa okay yeah, yeah. i get it you know yeah. but but you know everybody don't get it like that you know right and i guess i was special in that way i kind of absorbed it and and brought it back and kind of introduced the, that way of living you know what i mean right. in my own personal life and and you know right. the kids are coming out fine and so I, I i i'm hoping it's working you know what i mean oh so, yeah man that's all you can do that's all you do man put your best foot forward but uh yeah man that's all you can do brother yeah that was the best thing for me too uh, yeah. Leaving the Grove, I left early, man. I went to the military. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my hoop dreams didn't go like I thought, <laughs> so I went to the military, <laughs> man. Yeah, I went to the military. That was, man. You know me. I, I wasn't in the ROTC. I had no plans no, of being in the no. military. I was gonna hoop, and uh, right. it didn't go that way. And I'll break that down one day. That, that's a story, but I'll break that down one day. But it's weird how things work. That's probably one of the best decisions, man. Uh, I ever ever did man was going into the military yeah yeah it probably was that discipline that, that discipline, discipline huh? man. Yeah. yeah yeah that discipline oh, yeah. and it gave me an opportunity too to be around different types of people from you know different places. Uh, mm -hmm. from different places man we we had a we had a girl in our platoon uh that was from Germany uh yeah yeah and uh I don't even know she probably just had a visa I don't even know if she was a citizen man she had a strong accent um, but uh yeah so i don't even know if she was a full citizen but i mean people from new york cali everyone they got these these thoughts about texas <laughs> like, you know i'm like no nah, man we still we, ride horses daddy yeah, right we still ride horses. <laughs> all they know is the television show dallas 
Right. And so they think we all rich. I'm like, no, bro, it, it, ain't, it ain't like that, man. It ain't, everybody want to go to Dallas. I'm like, man, I want to go to Miami. Where you from? Right. Man? <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Right. So, so, so I ain't gonna hold you long, best. But what is your thought, man? On um, when I when I say because you 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 have you have girls, but when I say uh, it's important that the girl gets her confidence from the father. I'm sure you've dealt with girls in your past, like I have. Wow. Come from no father, you know, from where, where we from, mm. or well, have you noticed a difference? The girl with I mean, the father, the girl without the yeah. father. Yeah, you hit that one on the head. I mean, I was like, wow. I, I've never heard that one, but golly, you hit it right on the head, man. Because, yeah. uh, you know, that's dating. You know, in the dating life, you, you get to see that, you know. Uh, fortunately, my wife, you know, she, you know, she has both parents still, you know. And uh, like you say, that that confidence from that father and, you know, and just... It, it, it kind of touched me because I was like, man, I kind of do that to my girls. I'm, you know, I make them, you know, speak and and mm. be first at it. You know, don't don't yeah. sit in the back. You know, don't sit right. in the back. Sit in the front. You know, right. Don't right. be afraid. Out there. Am I losing? Okay. Yeah, you lost. You back? I think. Yeah, you froze up on me. But you know, I, I, I teach. Yeah. Uh, see if I can get a better connection that way. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, it look, look like you froze up on me. Yeah, no. yeah. Okay, good? am I back? Yeah, yeah, you got it. I, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to be upfront and speak, you know, nothing, nothing stupid. You know, if that's how right. you feel, speak it, speak, it. Right. you know, it may touch someone. Right. Someone may have that same feeling. You know, you may ask a right. question that somebody else want to know, but they too afraid to ask. Too you afraid know? To and, ask. Yeah. and they, yeah. and, and I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed with those girls, man. You know, they're straight A students and you know, they do their thing wow. in, in school, but, but the social aspect, that's what I try to work on a lot. Since they got the yeah. books, yeah, you know how to study and yeah. rep, go in repetition and all of that stuff. But how do you relate to the people around? Yes, yes. you know that's what's mainly that's the key, important. Man. That's the key. Those relationships, the man. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 man. The people, relationships, man. That is the that is the richest uh, commodity that you can have, yep. man. Yeah, relationships, man, man. Yeah. Yes. Man. So yeah. true, brother. Well, I'll be sitting uh -huh. here talking to you. I know I gotta get off too, but who would have thought that I'd be sitting here talking to you, man? No, when I, no. I listened to you that first time on, on, on Instagram, I was like, Man, okay. Yeah, you know, like, come. I and I said, book, book I said, Oh man, I said, that's what I'm talking about. Cause I'm I'm more into that too. You know what yeah. I mean? So oh, I be seeing yeah. I be seeing you, brother. Yeah, I be yeah. saluting y'all. I shout you out. Yeah, man. I see you oh, doing yeah. your thing, man. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud oh, of you. Oh yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah brother. thinking, man. I like I like thinking. I like to use this right here. Yeah. So, yes. The yeah. most powerful tool. <laughs> the most powerful tool, brother. And you know where we come oh, yeah. from. That that wasn't practiced a lot. And right. So, yeah, we come from yeah. an aggressive neighborhood, but yeah, it's man. More so about it's, physical attributes. It's, yes, man. And and yeah. Hey man, you gotta you gotta uh 
you know, you gotta you gotta be a Floyd Mayweather, man, not a Buster Douglas or a Mike Tyson out here in life, man. You right, know, exactly. Sweet science, exactly. man. The sweet science of life of boxing. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I, I thank you, brother Larry Betts, yes, man. It's my brother Larry Betts. Thank you, brother. Love you. Thank you for having me, man. No Love, doubt, brother. Man. Peace. Keep doing it. All yes, right. thank you, brother. Man, that's man, that, that makes me feel good, man. Like I appreciate all support. I do, man. I do appreciate all support. But when you know when a a brother come from, from your hometown, from the neighborhood you grew up in, that knew you before puberty, it hits different, man. So, you know, last week I had my my my, my uh my homie Robert Collins, we call him South Dallas. Uh well growing up we did, and I uh, had him tap in. And that brother blessed me with a donation, man. That was my first donation on uh, YouTube. And so, man, I, I, I'm going to frame that, actually. And uh, and then my boy Larry Best tapped in. And so, man, these brothers knew me, man, like no mustache, no beard, you know, baby face. And so, uh, man, that just it hits different when brothers from home tap in. So, man, I'm appreciative, man. Thank y'all. But yeah, man, if anybody want to tap in, come on, tap in within the next 10 seconds. Oh, we're going to cut it out, man. We've done 57 minutes. Man, I'm proud of y'all, proud of myself. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep it moving, man. No matter what obstacles come, we're going to keep it moving and shaking. And, man, I want y'all to remember this day. We don't have a lot of people tapped in, but remember this day, man. You're going to be part of history. Remember this day. I'm telling you, man, look look at it from six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, and remember this day. And you're going to be able to say, man, I remember when that brother didn't even, he was just starting his live, didn't have many people tapping in. But now this brother doing this. Watch what I tell you, man. Watch what I tell you, man. You're part of history. So, hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Love and respect. Listen, man, tap in next Tuesday. We're going to break it down some more. Tap in next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thought-provoking uh, thought provoking Tuesdays with SD. I got to get used to that name now. Thought-provoking Tuesdays with SD. Hey, man, as always, love. Peace.